0: Hey security peeps, we are live with another edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity with the CISO Talk Podcast. James Azar, Naomi Buckwalter, Chris Folon, my brother from another mother. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, demystifying cybersecurity careers for the month of October, which is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Let's go around this little horn, Naomi.
1: Oh, I'm starting it off. What's up, guys? Uh, <laughs> nice to be here. James.
2: Good morning, y'all. It's 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 Thursday. Good morning. It's Thursday.
1: James, you Who's never a, say y'all. You never say y'all. I that? do
2: say y'all. I do I say y'all so. all the time. I never say y'all. I live in Georgia. Like, y'all is part of your vocabulary. The you you, you can't go... Like, when I go to Chick-fil-A and I want to order something, I'm be like, hey, y'all, uh, I'd <laughs> like to have the spicy chicken sandwich, please.
0: <laughs> Our Georgia people about to chime in here? <laughs> you guys argue
3: like a married couple. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I'm going to swap them. Chris and I will be up here. We're the, the, the work husband work wife. And you two are too. So we are. Oh, Chris.
3: How are you? Introducing himself now. Here. How I'm yeah, just, here.
0: He's, just, he's just that guy. He's just a guy. Um, so we are kicking off last two weeks ago. Goodness, it felt like yesterday. We had so much fun on here. We were talking about uh, this quote unquote skills gap. You know, how difficult it is for people that are entry level to break into the industry. James says, I'm not hiring anybody with a top college degree. Forget college degrees. Naomi said, I am open to college degrees. But, you know, she was more pleasant about it. <laughs> So we had this discussion. Um, and what we really want to talk about or kick it off with today is um, the HR security team partnership. What that should look like, um, successful ones that you all have seen uh, work and how we've been able to get more people into the um, into the industry and our people are starting to come in. Danielle, who's awesome and looking for an opportunity. Hey Danielle
2: good morning
0: Good morning It's good morning. It's, du- it's Thursday
2: morning good morning
0: <laughs> <laughs> So folks, I guess I'll start mm. with James. when you have had a positive uh, efficient HR and security team process. What what did that look like?
2: So the ultimate way to look at this is uh, like, so I've, I've never had a perfect, pl- I've never worked in a place where that's been perfect. So let's just start off with that.
0: That's because that's, you didn't work with me. It,
2: but probably, anyway. but I think part of the challenge is um, when, when HRs who are generalists, want to help you fill a role in infosec which is very specialist and you're a generalist it's very hard for you to um comprehend the needs of the role and so you, you find yourself having to explain the needs of the role now in an ideal world what would that look like you, you know you're as a CISO, i would have my department managers who are looking to fill that role start the process with hr I uh, would be kind of like the final person they w- the the interviewee would meet with after they've cleared the hurdles of HR um, and their department heads and the teams, and and then that's how we would onboard someone. Right. Ideally, now that doesn't happen. I mean, I've I've said it, Naomi. Uh, I've shared it with her as well. Like, there's just no th- that doesn't happen simply because um, it you can write an incident response plan down. And you can write 500 things down and you can create policies. At the end of the day, do you adhere to those policies? And are those policies realistic to the business need? And a lot of times when people hire, no one's going like, I'm going to need to fill this role in 90 days. I'm going to start looking now. I call Renee like I need someone yesterday.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
2: So, so it starts with poor planning. It starts with the idea that you can plan all you want, but the business needs and the stuff that you need are, are, are always going to be out there. The, yeah. and the, They're always going to be instantaneously, like I need this tomorrow.
0: Do you think that um, pipelining or continuously <laughs> having informational conversations with people just as a whole would be more efficient or, you know, you're continuing to build a pipeline of talent passively so that when something does happen and you need somebody yesterday, um, that you have kind of like a little cohort of people that you could potentially choose from. Do you think that's something that, um, CISO should do, have the time to do?
2: So, um, I'll ask Naomi, how many hours a week do you work?
1: (laughs) Depends on the week, but uh, on average, a little over 40, so like 45.
2: So I do around 60 to 65 hours. And I'm sure a lot of other CISOs, I know CISOs that do 80 hours. Think <laughs> like, I think last time I spoke to Tim Callahan over at Affleck, he was like, you know, I'm doing like 80-hour weeks, right? And so in that 80 hours um, or or 60 hours or even some 45 hours or 50 hours that Naomi works, right, you have to... Manage your team, build strategy, put out fires, Mm -hmm. interact with the different business divisions within your company, so that you can successfully execute your security program and get more advocates for your security program. And now Renee wants to add passively build a a candidate pipeline.
0: (laughs) So I guess
2: I I guess I should divorce now, go back to being single, (laughs) right, and live a complete because you don't have the time. You don't. I mean, you really don't. And I think this is the challenge that I think I tell a lot of candidates is that's why I do the CISO Talk podcast, right? Because I'm just like, we talk about leadership. When I had Naomi on, we talked about leadership for like 30 minutes. You know why? Because if I'm a candidate and I'm looking for a job, I'm not thinking about the company. I'm thinking about the leader.
3: Plus, not to mention for most candidates, unfortunately, they only look for these conversations when they're in need. So they aren't passively going out and having conversations. So if you're talking to a company, they they don't want to hear, oh, you're in the pipeline for if something happens down the future. They want something within the next one to two months max. Um, They don't want to keep waiting uh, six to nine months for something to eventually come about.
2: Yeah, no one dates a married woman if she says, I'm going to leave my husband in two months, right? Like You're Uh, like, oh. Gary
3: Springer would disagree.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No one would be like, oh, so you're uh, you're planning on leaving in six months. Great, let's start having conversations about that.
1: I've talked to so many candidates where they're interviewing, thinking there's a job opening, and the entire time, There is no opening. They just want to be interviewed for some pipeline. They had no idea going in. So they wasted their time. The company probably wasted their time, too, because those those candidates are not interested in just waiting around. But they get to the interview, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, we actually don't have a position, but we were interested in you because you looked interesting somewhere. We stalked you. And it pisses people off, you know? Like, that is not cool. Yeah. so many levels. No, you're just being taken advantage of.
2: You are. Or or you're being <laughs> or or you're being used, right, to build yeah, yeah. To, to, to to um to, to have someone look busy, right? Like Those people are. try Ooh, like yeah. like fake busy work, like I've interviewed seven candidates because I have a quota to interview candidates even if there's no jobs, <laughs> right? To have a to, to to have like a like a folder full of CVs. Yeah, um, and
1: I feel
0: like bigger companies do that. So who 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 do you think has that? I've never heard of quotas of that, like things like that. Who, who has those types of metrics and numbers? I know there's other metrics that I think are real stupid, but I've never heard of that one.
2: So when I say like, you know, there's the term that says like um, um, fake employment.
0: Mm-hmm
2: right? So what's fake employment? It's people who show up to your office and pretend to be busy for eight hours, but they're really not doing anything to either promote the company or anything like that. And in large HR departments, that's evident in a lot of big organizations, right? They have internal recruiters, external recruiters, and those people, they have to fill their day with calls, with meetings. So they're constantly doing what I call fake um, fake employment, where they're talking to people, they're interviewing people just for the sake of saying like you know you you ought to build a pipeline of candidates and i've seen those quotas in big companies where they have a pipe like the hr like um every person should be doing like you know like 65 interviews a month Mm
3: -hmm. even if
2: you don't like have no purpose of doing it you have to do it it's part of your quarterly bonus it's part of your whatever it's part of your kpis and so you end up just wasting people's time
1: yeah renee you asked for some examples i have personal examples of big recruiters coming out to me be like hey we just want to talk to you about a job we don't have yet like okay you know so definitely one of those bigger silicon valley fangs that you've heard of every one of those they uh so i want to call them out but yeah
2: call them out Call them out! <laughs> call them out! That's They're what we do that here.
1: Time. That's
2: what we do here. We call people yeah. out. Yeah,
1: I mean it's a big name. What uh, are you know going to tell them?
0: So, quiet. <laughs> like, everybody, be easy, be easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what I want to ask you is this thing: when you said that they had, so, 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 this HR department, and I 100 have seen something similar, not exactly that, but something very similar, where they track a bunch of metrics on stuff that. To me, doesn't matter. Um, Hence why I work for myself. But anyway, so um, (laughs) these large companies, they track a bunch of, you know, how many resumes came through or how many did you view and how many did the recruiter screen and this and that. Now, does that get to you as well as the CISO? Have you seen organizations say, you know, for for the HR bonus and the HR metrics, you have to hit these amount of numbers and have these amount of recs, open positions, and interview these amount of people? But have you seen anything like that where they're also tying that to the leadership or tying it to like the security manager or the security security leader? Have you seen that?
2: No, I'll tell you where I where, where I've seen it. I've seen it when I go to to uh, when I call HR and I say, "Hey, we want to open a job rec mm-hmm. for this role," and they go, "Oh, we have a pipeline of candidates we've been interviewing for four months."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm like, "You've been interviewing people for four months for a job I didn't want to post until right now."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And they go, "Yeah, you know, we're keeping a fresh pipeline." I'm like, "Hey, and we know No, and 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 the, the, the you know, I, I use the logic of like like vegetables, like, "Hey." We know you love jalapenos, so we bought jalapenos four (laughs) months ago. We put it in the fridge for you. Now you want jalapenos. Here's jalapenos. They're bad by now. Right. They're bad.
0: So there is a there is a um there's a little bit of a method to that. But it works when again the partnership is close. So as many of you know, most people outside of let's take COVID out of it. People may not be actively the best candidates. Not okay. I won't even say that. A lot of the best candidates are typically not look actively looking, right? There, and we've all heard about the um, hidden job market. Um, I think every opportunity I've gotten the the, the in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty have come from Chris Folon. I, I laugh at him, and he does more recruiting than me. Um, so, so, you know, when it comes to trying to get contracts and working on things for my business, I don't have to, you know, put out a shingle, you know, they, people underground, it's like, Hey, you make somebody aware we have capacity, that kind of thing. So Naomi, if Naomi's likely, you know, she's not looking, but two years ago or however long ago, you know, Naomi likely wouldn't be raising her hand or posting her resume out on a job board um, for a CISO role. Like that's not happening at a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a component of pipelining candidates or talking to passive candidates before you actually are building relationships with people before you actually need, have them for an opportunity. But I think what tends to happen and go wrong or you know, what irritates people is a if you are doing it and with the guys that you have a real job and you don't, like that is deceitful and it's horrible. Nobody should be doing that. Um, but if I reached out to Naomi and said, Hey, Naomi, you're a CISO, you know, I work with CISO, I work with, you know, CIOs and CTOs all the time and and these are types of roles that come up. I just want to chat with you and learn more about you. And if you're available, you know, like if she's available, she is. And if she's not, she's not. And I keep my eye on her in the marketplace. And, you know, hopefully at one point in time over, you know, a period of time I can connect with her. Like that is how you build pipelines. Um, the, the issue is you're pipelining. If, you're, if a recruiter is over there pipelining people and the leadership said that they don't need, like I'm pipelining stock analysts and you don't even hire stock analysts, or you might hire one once every blue moon, but you really need incident response people. I I feel like that's where there might be a disconnect or some kind of, you know, mix up. Um, And especially James, to your point, which you brought up earlier with generalist recruiters, they don't know, they might be like, oh, I'm looking at security analysts. Like that could be anything to anybody. So I could see how that could get kind of screwy. But there is- I'd say
3: there's a difference between reaching out to a candidate and saying, hey, I'm a recruiter, and these are the types of roles that I typically look for, and I just wanted to keep in touch with you versus what Naomi said, like, hey, I'm interviewing people and exactly. making them think that there's a role. Because <laughs> yeah. as well, James that's said, that's when your jalapenos go bad. But <laughs> right. right now, you're just, you're just out in the farm checking on the jalapenos. You didn't pick them yet. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it is. You're, and you're right. You're absolutely right about that. There should not be a situation where I'm reaching out to Naomi like, hey, I might have a job and blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, these are types of roles that come through. The, you know, your profile looks great. You know, that kind of a conversation. Um, but baking up and wasting time. And James, mm-hmm. I you with the wasting a lot, 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 lot of time wasting in HR happens. Um, and what was funny, I, after our last talk, I forget who reached out to me. It might have been JJ. Somebody reached out. They were like, I hope you don't feel bad that, you know, we, we beat you up about HR. I'm like, the reason why I'm not in the HR department is because I used to beat them up myself because a lot of the stuff is just stupid. A lot of the metrics don't make sense. It doesn't align to everything. You know, we're not filling customer service roles where you can pipeline a bunch of people and then press a button and then they're all available. Like, it doesn't work like that. It's different.
1: What I hate the most is when recruiters kind of play favorites and they build a pipeline of their favorites. And so they end up reaching out to you depending on no matter what company you're working at, they follow you around and be like, Hey, I talked to you like three years ago. Remember me, I have another job opening for you. And then what ends up happening is this incestuous little circle happening where the recruiter only asks maybe two or three of their favorites, depending on the type of role. And they'll just keep asking the same kind of people. They don't really They build their pipeline, but they still have their level of favorites, their elites. And then I see the same thing happening on the hiring side, too. The managers, the hiring managers, really only network with their handful of people that they really like, and they offer those people the jobs first because they know they're probably going to love working with them or whatever. Their pipeline is all for show, I'll just say. like, If there is a pipeline at all, I really think it's for show, honestly. I agree with Go ahead. go ahead,
2: James. Yeah, most pipelines are for show because you're not gonna. It's it's like um you know I get the yesterday um I will I'll it's it's very interesting but I was um 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 I, I got a message I was covering Tel Aviv University Cyber Week, and in the networking part of the uh, event, I get a message from someone and they go, "Hey, James, um, would love to connect with you to talk to you about all the different technologies our company does." And then learn about what your company's doing. So, two wrong things with that approach. One, you want to first talk to me about your technology, which I may not have any interest in. Number two, then you want to learn about my company. So that lets me know your priorities to sell me. Subconsciously. I hate that. I hate that. Me yeah. too. Um, yeah. and so then I answer the person and I go, Um, thanks for reaching out. I'm not taking any vendor meetings until January. Now he got ticked off. He goes, What, you don't have time for a call now? I'm like, one, no, (laughs) seriously, like I don't. And number two, I don't have the budget to buy anything now. So why would you want to talk to me right now? Like, why would I want to have a conversation with you? I'm not looking for this kind of stuff right now. And the same applies to job candidates, right? I'll go to HR and they'll be like, Hey, look at all these people we've screened already. And I'm like, that's great, but I don't need any of these people right now. Like, none of these skills matter. The only skills you're screening is entry level roles, and if you attend any, like, like to me, like one of my most frustrating pieces is when like the director of HR will sit in a management meeting, and you know, I'm t- I'm sharing my strategy, and I go, "We're in automation." We're in complete automation. We want to automate all entry-level roles. We want to automate as much as possible. We want to have a select group of people that know how to do specialized work that can support our company's securities health and posture. And people, like, you're, you're sitting in these meetings, director of HR. <laughs> like, after this meeting, are you communicating the different departments strategies to your HR people. So they know, is it my role to go and communicate to 10 HR people, my strategy and dev- I don't have time for that. I sit in a weekly management meeting and I share, I get 10 minutes to share what I'm doing or what our philosophy is. And so I expect that you're going to take that and go to your team. Like I go to my team and I go, Hey, DevOps is going to be working on this. These are the projects that are coming up from a technology perspective you, you, you reach out to those teams, start coordinating all the different security aspects that need their create a checklist, so forth. Right. Why aren't HR managers doing that? You want the real answer? <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> what the real answer is, but I'm just putting it out there. that That's a problem. That's a real because problem.
0: They are not their metrics and what they're tied to. And this, this, this is the issue. They are tied to a bunch of other metrics that a lot of the times do not align to the business, and so it's bizarre. It, it makes sounds, no sense. It's outdated. A familiar, right, James?
2: It sounds sounds very familiar. When you know um, Naomi and I are young SISOs. <laughs> right? We're very young compared to our peers. Like if we go to a SISO conference, people look at us and go, "So, what do you do?" <laughs>
0: Who's like, those? Thomas, like, Who's
2: your dad here? Who's your dad? And I'm like, uh, 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 Tim is, Tim's my dad. <laughs> He's got an unlimited cyber budget. Wine and dine me folks. Wine and dine me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, but we're young Sissos, And so we came into security and part of our challenge was the disconnect between what security was and the businesses. And to hear you say that that exists with HR, it's like, do we not learn anything in business? Like it is like we we're we're all on the same team.
0: That's what what it is. Right. Like
2: we're all like, we all want the company to be successful because we all want to still have paychecks. We all want to get raises. We all want to get our bonuses. So, like, let's stop internal conflict and let's, let's really start it's working as a team.
0: It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, I used to f- literally fight tooth and nail. And then that's why I ended up in IT. I was like, these people, they're like, you get it. The rest of these people don't. Let's, <laughs> like, why don't you come over here and we'll pay for you and you do the stuff, you know, do it for us over here. Because it's like, you're following all these metrics. You're trying to do this stuff, but the jobs aren't getting filled. And the resources that we need to fill the roles aren't happening. But you're so concerned with all this other bullshit. And it's just like, this. none of this is going to result in the end result. It's a lot of activity. It's a lot of other stuff. But it's not helping you support the business line that we're supposed to be doing. Pre- so anyway. Say it. All right. Danielle says, is it worth reaching out to small business owners to sell yourself even if there isn't a job posted? <sighs>
2: So uh, so here's the thing, Danielle. I remember you from two weeks ago. You had great questions. She's so awesome. She Who wants is to hire awesome. her. Yeah. She's
0: looking for a job.
2: Um, you know, I, I don't have any openings right now.
1: <laughs> Jump in my pipeline.
2: <laughs> you know, and, and I tell Danielle, hey, let's 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 spend some time interviewing and I'll put you in the pipeline. And six months from now, when I get the budget and I got a job opening that may or may not suit you, you know, I'll call you and be like, have you done these six other certs? Um, and so, and, and so that, 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 that's not, here's the thing. Small business owners, um, typically don't want to hire anyone for security. Good small business owners are typically outsourcing that to their MSP. And so if you really are trying to find a job, reach out to MSPs, like small MSPs mm-hmm. that maybe don't have someone for security that are maybe selling a few basic tools like, uh, EDR or, you know, EDR is a fancy term for antivirus. Um, and, uh, seriously, that's what it is. EDR is a fancy tool. The, the, people got sick of antivirus because whenever they <laughs> thought of antivirus, they were like Semantic McAfee and like all these other companies that came up with that. We're going to change the term. Hey, Gartner. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Please rename it EDR. Yeah, and Gartner's right, like, yeah. and, and like the guys at Gartner were like, okay, <laughs> we're good, right? Like, we're good. So, Danny, I'll reach out to MSPs. Yeah, um, you right. And 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 start there because that's where you'll also be able to work with a lot of different clients. It's a challenge. You'll learn new things all the time. And you'll have assets that would appeal to CISOs later on down the road.
1: Yeah, unfortunately for Danielle, there's no real good way of finding these local MSPs. You know, you kind of just stumble upon them sometimes. I Google. I'm just like... You know, local security company to help me with my security needs. There's not a lot of great places that list this information here. You just kind of have to know where to look almost. But this is where networking comes into play. If you know a local CISO, reach out to them and be like, hey, are there any local companies in my area that do uh, support mid-sized companies or small companies for their security operations, for their security incident handling, stuff like that, where I'd be like, uh, now I know a name, I have a company name and let's check out their careers page or let's go on their contact form and see if anyone can uh, get back to me on a job request. Right. These are the kind of things that networking is going to help a lot. But uh, again, if you go to Google and just type in like, you know, local MSV is in my area like that, it's not a thing, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. Ooh. Good point.
1: Good point. You're okay. a true
2: MVP, Naomi.
1: Amani <laughs> <laughs> says, I love
0: these CISO Thursdays. Me too. I think we should make it a regular thing, a CISO Thursdays with you two. Um, OK, Namdi, my buddy, says, isn't it about relationships at the end of the day, if you start the HR relationship with a potential candidate based on a false premise? How can you possibly expect to be successful? Most candidates will not take the future role because of you, not the company. And I think that was the discussion when we were talking about recruiters calling you up, like, "Hey, I might have a role," or just ghosting people, or you know, fake jobbing people. And uh, yeah. I agree.
2: Yeah, people talk about Glassdoor a lot. Like, look at a company's Glassdoor rating. I give Glassdoor ratings nothing, no value whatsoever. Why? It's it's like reading like Pinterest um, or comments or anything like that, like uh, or Yelp.
1: Yeah, James is right because either you're going to be really really upset about with the company as an employee or really ecstatic, and, and oh, usually like they're going you to say
0: you're great. We're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: they get um, Amazon like- gift card.
2: Yeah, the Amazon gift cards. Like, hey everyone, go to go to Glassdoor and say yeah. we're the greatest company on the planet and get a twenty-five dollar gift card. I know for a
1: fact my one company asked their senior managers to go in and post things yes, on Glassdoor to no, <laughs> bump up their rating. And this is a large mutual financial company, mutual funds financial. Oh, it company. happens all the time. It happens all the time. Yeah,
2: but time. but that's but that's Yelp, right? Zach.
1: Like- who is that?
0: Zach has COVID, man. How you doing, Zach? Are we bringing him on?
2: Hey, Zach, if you want COVID tips, um, contact me. I've had it twice, survived oh it, as you can tell.
0: And he still looks phenomenal. Look at this. So Craig says, regarding HR... Hey, Craig. Craig was on the other day. That's really common. I've seen the disconnect in my previous industry too. Surely there should be an overarching strategy, meaning HR not focused on the business line and everybody having these own little mini metrics and whatever else they got going but that,
2: on. But that starts with the CEO, right? Yeah. Like as a CISO, when... when we're offered a job. Like the first thing I look at is the CEO and I'll try to find if the CEO doesn't speak publicly at all. Like if I can't find him in a, in a uh, being interviewed by like a TV show or a radio program or a podcast, and I don't hear him speak, I don't take those interviews. Hmm. I want to know who the CEO is before I commit any time to pursuing that opportunity.
1: Well, maybe because, they're so busy they can't do podcasts. Yeah, well, they can't do podcasts.
2: They can't do- but but you're the kind of you. face of your company, so the CEO really has two roles: raise money and sell the company. <laughs> so the two things you should be doing is FaceTime talking about what great company you are, the culture of the organization, why people should want to come and work for you. That's that's a CEO's real job.
1: Or they're back in the trenches, <laughs> you know, really heads down, get that MVP out there, get those funders, get those investors, and then go out and say, what a great product you have. I'm working with know- the CEO now who's doing that. Uh, you wouldn't even know from this guy that he is actually running a company. I was surprised out of my mind when I'm like, you have a company? Because people- so he's behind the scenes? He, is, Yeah, someone you all know that he runs his own company, but you wouldn't even know it from all the posts that he has on LinkedIn. You would have zero idea. But like, I what not- does it look like he's doing? What's that? What does it look like he's doing? He's just posting on stuff like AWS and basic security for AWS and stuff like that. Pretty popular guy, but I would say you're not. Is it Dutch? Is it Dutch? No, I'm not going to name drop. There's no way I'm named. Come
2: on, name drop. Yeah,
1: but he is a CEO of a company, co-founder CEO, and I'm a customer of his now, but he, you would never tell from LinkedIn, like zero, zero. But, But,
2: but, but again, You go to work for a company. What's the first thing you do? You see who the CEO is. So I would look him up and I would see what he's posting and I would get an idea of who he is.
1: And I love the fact that he's not bragging about a company that he hasn't even built yet. It's still MVP stage. Like he's just got initial funding. So there's nothing really to brag about other than he's starting this thing, which is ramping up, by the way. It's going to be pretty sweet.
2: So I'm surprised you don't want to give him a shout out. Why like, not help why him I, out?
1: I, mean, I feel like this is no, I don't know. We signed it. Why entry.
2: not help him out? Because He's based on, on what NBA. you're saying, He's because playing. based
1: He's on what you're he has all kinds of problems. Look at But him. he hasn't done it on his own. I don't want to be like, hey, this is your But based on reveal. what you're
2: telling, it's someone that I should probably follow. You do know him. And it's someone I should probably why be then? engaging more. Do you know how many like LinkedIn, feed, like my LinkedIn feed is like garbage? It's, it's predominantly like, like. When I see your post, I get really ecstatic, and I always have to comment because I'm like, finally, <laughs> something where people don't say, "Look, here's another breach, and here's why this company's stupid."
0: Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of boring after a while. Somebody yeah. made a post about that the other day about LinkedIn feeds, and is it just say is it, is your feed just sales and the same thing over and over again?
2: Well, I'd rather have a sales feed than a politics feed at this point, so I'm grateful for that. But at the same time, I'm like, I want more engaging. Posts. I want people that really challenge the status quo.
1: I want and, challengers too. Yeah.
2: yeah. I want, I want people to, you know, people like, we talk about the interview process a lot and Naomi posted something yesterday that I thought got a lot of traction. Um, but it was like, how do you do a job interview? You know, and, and, and it, it's like testing, right? People test differently. Like, right. Some, some people are really good at test, and others Aren't good at tests, but that doesn't mean that they don't have knowledge or the ability to, to dissect information or critically think. They just don't perform well in a test environment.
1: Well, why is it like a test in the first place? I think it's right. more like speed dating. So,
0: Naomi, tell me what, t- tell us about your post. I didn't get to, yeah. I, I skimmed it. So, it was, the- yeah, it was Ooh. just a
1: hot take, like I always do. Um, But yeah. in this case, it's like, why are interviews the same as it's always been? It's 2020. We have collaborative tools out there like Slack, Discord, uh, You know, asynchronous communication. Why don't we do things where we get to know somebody more informally through some of these more mediums where you can like do a video chat or send them interview questions ahead of time so they can read ahead of time just to like answer them in their head a little bit. Um, but the way we do interviews now just feels really outdated. So it's it's not benefiting anyone. And again, it feels like back to James's point, it feels like a test. You walk into the testing room, pretty much not knowing what's going to be on the exam. It could be literally anything. And it's almost a breath of fresh air when you actually get asked questions that you studied for. You're like, oh, wow, this actually has something to do with the job. That's great. I can't tell you how many interviews I've been on where the person is just trying to trick me and be like, you know, what port does Ping use? I'd be like, ping, layer four, like it's, you know, it's like these stupid things where like they're trying to trick you on stuff and you're like, that is Googleable, and I don't know why you're asking me this because it's nothing to do with the job and I hate that. And I talked to so many candidates and so many um, aspiring cybersecurity people who are like, I'm so frustrated by the interview process, if they can even get an interview, which is another issue, but the interviews themselves, they are just like all over the place and they're ridiculous and they're embarrassing. Who's asking the questions? hiring managers, usually, if they get to the technical interview, it could be anywhere. And we're not certified interviewers. There's not like a CISSP for security (laughs) interviewing. Like, that's That's not a thing. So one, we're not, we're not like homogenous across the board. We don't have training. We don't have the skill set. Interviewing is completely a skill set, just like on the other side of that, being like doing an interview, being interviewed is absolutely a skill set.
0: It's totally a skill set. Yeah,
1: totally. And And
0: you know, I've said to managers a ton of time. just people in general, Some two things that irritate you talk about, you talk about interviews that that irritate you, resumes. When people, when managers start telling me about, oh, this person's resume, I'm like, these people are not professional resume editors. Like, yeah. they're not professional interviews. Like, if the interview is, like, a little too smooth, like, how often are they interviewing? <laughs> you know? Really right. Like, if it's super duper smooth, mm-hmm. how often are they interviewing? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, I think I'm starting to read and see a little bit more of um, people with your point of view versus a couple of years ago, especially with people that have been in these organizations a long time. And they're like, well, why did this person jump? And why do they have a gap? And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, life? Like, you know, there's yeah. all these different things that they
1: use to rule people out of positions. Yeah. And it yeah okay yeah, so, be COVID. like how are you going to be like i have a four month gap on my resume oh well yeah. too bad
2: so yeah. so i gotta tell you something one of the things i hate in a job interview is when someone holds your resume in front of you like this and goes so tell me about the time you worked at oracle what was that like what did you do <laughs> it's literally written on my resume dude like it's you. right there black and white like that's why you took the meeting
1: well, that's right? because it's the first time they actually saw their resume. They don't prepare ahead of time. They just print out the resume and just be like, first time I'm looking at it, I'm now interviewing you. It happens all the right? time. So,
2: so, so I, have a, I have a rule in my interviews, um, and, and, I, and I shared it yesterday on Naomi's Post, but I don't do in-office interviews. I refuse to do those. And if I do it, it's no more than half an hour. I like to go grab a cup of coffee with a candidate. I like to walk somewhere with the candidate. That tends to loosen people up. It tends to get people and and I let them know beforehand, like they don't show up in my office and I go, let's go grab a cup of coffee. I'm like, Hey, be prepared. We're going to, you know, this is my interview structure. These are the things we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we're going to go to this coffee shop when you get here. So just please make sure you're on time. We only have an hour and I want to really maximize it. It's going to take a well, second. What are you going to
1: do during a pandemic though? Can't really do that anymore.
2: Well, and, 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 and I think that's, that's part of the problem now you do it through Slack, like you said, and Discord mm-hmm. and you do, you know, like Zoom interviews, which I absolutely despise. I've done in my Zoom interviews. Um, I'll I'll prepare myself an espresso and 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 I'll have them, you know, I'll let them know like beforehand. I was like, please have a cup of coffee. We're gonna spend the first minutes, uh first few minutes talking about coffee. And just to kind of loosen them up. Yeah. Right. So like the really good people, like the the smart ones, they'll research coffee beans. Like It's so funny. Like I've had people come with like, I've become a coffee aficionado during this <laughs> pandemic because people were like, well, did you know that coffee beans are really green and they only become brown after you roast them? And then you know that if you over roast them, they get a burn smell. And then that's why sometimes when you're tasting really bad coffee, it like gives you like like it burns the back of your throat because they've actually burnt the beans while roasting them. And I'm like, I really like you. I really like you. <laughs> I know now that if I hired this person and I asked him to do something, he'll never say, I don't know. He'll be like, I'll get you the answer.
0: Yeah. And I'll tell you everything I want to know about it. Yeah. it's a good point. Some comments here. Roger says he just recently discovered Slack. Roger, mm-hmm. where have you been my friend? Yeah.
2: What planet have you been living on?
0: <laughs> 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 Wait till he discovers Giphy. <laughs> Danielle says, I learned that I'm a much, I'm much better with reading and writing information than oral interviews.
1: Oh yeah. So yeah. are a lot of people, but we're yeah. like 50% of learners are differently learned. Like they're yeah. not the same learners as Correct. what you get in school. People are different. Yeah. Ozzy,
0: who's here, trick questions be damned. She's oh. I walk
2: out of interviews with trick questions. Oh, I walk goodness. out. I'm it's like, listen, ridiculous. you're obviously not serious about hiring me if you're asking me about Yeah,
1: you. It's a waste of everybody's time. And I wonder oh. go ahead. Or the interview questions that you can just Google, Uh, not the answers. But when people are like, oh, I don't know what to ask in an interview because they are not good interviewers, they literally go to Google and they type in the name of the role, interview questions. Sock analyst, interview questions. And then it's like the top three or four things. I'll just be like, I'm just going to go down that list. It is so lazy and just so uncreative. But so many people do this because it's easier. What's bizarre is like, wouldn't you want to, I think,
0: it would be cool. I don't know how this could be accomplished, but I think it would be great if we were able to give people an opportunity to do like, like the interview would be like a a small component of the job. So like, instead of asking questions and all of this, which is all theory, like, okay, if you're in a stock analyst, right? Here's the laptop. Here's, you know, two hours of what a day in the life of a sock analyst is, you know, with kind of like, here are like five things that you need to do. Um, go do it. Like simulated, I don't know, some kind of simulation, something where you are actually performing the job instead of answering these random questions yeah. because I want to know like what your thought process is and you don't have to get the answer right. I remember way back when I was in like seventh, eighth grade and my math teacher used to say, it's not really about the answer. It's how you how you formulate the math problem. So going through the whole, like your equations and stuff, like your answer could be wrong, but I'm going to still give you eight and a half points out of nine because everything was right. It's just that you carried the one, you know, like you did something in between. So not necessarily like, the right answer per se is like how you get to it by actually physically doing something. all yeah. think?
1: I agree, so? I agree. It's kind of like the apprentice with uh our president ran that reality show where they yeah. had like contests and they all had the same goal. right? But then like the person who performed the worst would just get be like you're fired. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, you but, know,
2: but, think- but people tuned in. That was I think that was the effect of the show, right? It was a competition. I don't know if you watch like the uh the the ninja show like ninja warrior yeah ninja warriors right Mm -hmm. like i love ninja warriors i've been watching like the u.s version and the israeli version (laughs) and like you know there there's there's um a level of competition and people who succeed and people who who fail right like one thing i've noticed by the way is everyone who talks smack and say i'm gonna finish this falls in the third challenge by, by, by (laughs) like rule of thumb. They're just like so cocky. And if the people who are like quiet, who barely get any TV time beforehand, like don't get the interviews and don't get any of that garbage Mm -hmm. and they just go out there, they kill it.
1: Yeah. Silent killers. I think competition could work, but there'd be so much cheating. Well,
2: like, I'm not talking about competition, though, within our departments. I think competition is healthy. I think the the reason we have Teslas today is because of competition. If we didn't have competition, we'd all all still be driving, like, Ford Model T, right? Like, you know. Like, yeah, go capitalism. Woo. Right, like th- there's aspects to competition that are very healthy. I think in a job interview though, trick questions or anything like that, that's just garbage. That's a waste of
0: time. It's mean, spirit, That, that tells spirit. you
2: it, it is. It, it just shows how bad of a person you are. Hi. And if you're supposed to be my manager, no, yeah. seriously. But but it sh- it shows how 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 you a trick question to me is the same way you manage. You're going to trick me into making a decision. And then if my decision doesn't work, you're going to fire me for it, or you're going to pin it on me, so you come out looking good. Yeah. And that's your style of management. And I think candidates need to be aware of that. I think if candidates, every time someone asks them a trick question, we're just like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Can I talk to your manager? <laughs> 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 like in the job interview, like this is a really bad job it's experience.
1: A power struggle, though. Like, you're not going to say that to someone who works at a especially Google or whatever. if you're, you're, if you're a junior. If you're a season, yeah. if you're like really
0: confident and you, like, you know, I don't care. Yes, yeah. you'll walk out. But, but those, if you need a job that are reaching you're... out to Naomi, yeah. although
1: I would probably really respect someone who did that who just knew exactly like this is bullshit. You should not be doing this to anyone. Yeah. You know, it's mean spirited at yeah. worst. But well, at best, and it tells you of, like, nothing
2: I... about the job candidate. I'm That's sorry to cut you off, thing. but it tells you nothing about the job it's, candidate.
1: Half of these half of these
0: interview questions don't like I would sit in these, like prep, you know, trying to, to, to coach, um. Uh, IT leaders on interviewing, and I'm like, "What do you want to know? <laughs> like, you're asking questions and you're getting an answer, but what? What do you? What's the end result? Like, what do you want to know here? So, you how about
1: what? this? Instead of interviews, just get rid of the interview idea. What would you replace with interviews if you had really conversations?
2: Did. Um, um, Namadi has a really good one there. Um, he has a comment where he goes whiteboard sessions. Yeah,
3: so, put out All a right. problem
2: put the person with two or three people of your team and see how he interacts with them and trying to solve a problem like yeah. that's a really good thing like I've done yeah. that before like the
1: current business problem exactly. Oh, well, get exactly get some free work exactly. out of it. well Damn. yeah but but that's you know what
2: well forget free work he has some a people, brain. <laughs> well some people would look at that and say what naomi is saying but but that's not free work that's people like you're you want to see them live in action like no one goes to a car dealership and and looks at a car and goes that's a good look i like the color i like the interior i'll buy it you, right. test, drive you it. test
1: drive it drive it exactly yeah, but exactly. you don't give them test like a current business problem angry. that's where the issue is you can't just give them a car well, so don't so, problem. so, so, no. so have yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah Because otherwise,
0: you have like a past problem, and that's the thing. Like, or if if I know that I need my incident response person to respond, like an incident just happened. What do you do? You know, like. (laughs) <laughs> like, like, I want to know how we. But
2: prepare do him for it. I yes. think this goes back to okay. what Naomi was saying. Okay. Let him know that th- this isn't going to be an interview where you and I sit down and I give you a bunch of questions, because I googled top twenty interview questions for IT professionals, and I have it on my screen in front of me. And by the way, while we're doing the interview, I'm going to do this. I'm going to stare at my screen, ask you a question. Then I'm going to look at you. Then I'm going to look back at my screen. And then I got an email or a funny meme on Slack. And because I, wow, I saw one of my, I saw one of my VPs do that once to a job interview. Like it was a glass door and I saw him on his computer and the interviewer, the interviewee speaking. And I can see from the reflection in the glass that he's on Slack. (laughs) (laughs) So I went, I, 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 I got, I opened the Slack on my phone. (laughs) <laughs> and I just sent them into Slack and I'm like, I really, really hope that this guy gets a job. Otherwise, you're being disrespectful. Yeah. When you're in a job interview, turn off your phone. Yeah,
1: That's ridiculous. But that's a power struggle. Like the whole yeah. power dynamic is- you There is no power dynamic
2: in a job interview. Yes,
1: that's we that's have, no, yes, completely yes, completely yes, There, there is. shouldn't
2: be though. There, there shouldn't, shouldn't be. be.
1: There exactly. So if we get rid of the test format and make it a conversation between two equals- yeah. Well, it's a con, part.
2: like you and I work together. Like, yes, I may be the person who does your quarterly reviews. I may be the person who gives you feedback on your job, right? But at the end of the day, if you just agree with everything I do and I'm going down a path of, of, of complete oblivion mm-hmm. and no one has the guts to tell me, hey, we're going down the path, path of complete oblivion, I'm failing as a leader.
1: Or you're going to surround yourself with all yes men or yes women. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a problem, too. Exactly. All right, folks. Comments. Shaw Brig w- wants to know,
0: I want to know if you all know of companies allowing people to volunteer to learn.
1: Yeah. So there's a new uh, mentorship thing with apprenticeships. Also, it's called Battleship Security. Uh, Caitlin Acone is on LinkedIn and she's starting this Battleship Security. Uh, I don't usually give shout outs to companies like this, but they're in for a right reason. They're not charging anything for anyone. So you go to Battleship, Battleship security, security and check out their mentorship program. They do something like an apprenticeships also with uh, companies that are looking for really good talent, but not able to pay. That's <laughs> pretty much what it is. It's uh, you would volunteer your time.
0: That's awesome. Battleship Security. I'm going to write that right. one
1: down. Yeah. OK. And Shaw also wants to know how relevant is Splunk in cybersecurity? The big player in the sim industry, um, Splunk okay. is way overpriced. I don't know. I always go to like the first thing I hear when I hear Splunk, I'm like overpriced. Uh, yeah, it's it's based off of a common RFC in the industry, you know, syslogs. And Splunk is just one of the major players that ingress and filter.
2: If you go work for enterprise businesses, almost all Fortune all 1000 use Splunk, so yeah. You're going to want to know we that. Have if yeah. Yeah. We have the money, yeah.
1: have
0: the money. Naomi, what's the name of that company that you just talked about? Okay, Battleship Security. I, let me Battle just make sure it's the right. Security. Okay, yeah. I'm jotting that down because Battleship I want to check Security. that out. Um, Roger yep. says, SoCoco now? Is that is that another tool? Is that another thing? SoCoco? I don't know that one. I don't know. Um, Shanisa says, I think questions like that gives you an insight to company culture, um, though, and should be a red flag. 100% agree. We're yeah, talking about those um, question. trick questions. Yeah. Trick questions. Yeah. Andre says How many interviews should the person go through to get the job? If a person is looking for a job, he or she does not have eight weeks of inter- inter- <laughs> interviews to go through.
2: Um, g- good, good, really good. Perspective and really out of the box thinking with that question because that's like I'll see like people in HR, they're like, Yeah, we've done, we still have to do three more interviews with them before you can talk to the candidate because we have to do like these assessments. And I'm like, You know, people that are looking for a job yeah. need money. <laughs>
1: It depends on the level too. Like obviously if you're in a C level, you're going to be doing more interviews with more people. But if you're in a junior or a mid senior, you're going to try to whip them out. Like even if it's five different people you want to talk to, like do it over one day, do it over two days. So the poor person doesn't have to take time off over multiple days. Like be nice, be kind. I'm a huge Um, proponent of um, interview
0: days. I agree. You just get like, you know, you take a couple weeks, you work with the recruiter or your HR person, they gather up all the, you know, all of the, the resumes and all the people that they could find within a certain time frame. And then it's like, hey, pick the f- top how many, five or six, get them all on the schedule and do it over like one to two days. And kind of just, it just condenses the well, whole dragged out interviewing process
2: just do just dedicate one day and start off at like 7 30 with a group interview build some sort of group interview to highlight the people who you know like do yep. a group interview with teams put them give them all a problem to solve on a whiteboard watch the teams kind of google does that when they're hiring people as well as they mm-hmm. they kind of bring in like 100 different engineers and they give them they put them in a groups of like five or ten and they tell them go solve a problem in whiteboard and the HR and the recruiting managers are watching the teams work. They're watching specific candidates and then they highlight those people and move them on to more more interviews.
0: Totally. Um okay, cool. You can do a virtual coffee, Lincoln says.
2: We do. I hate virtual coffee.
0: Starbucks.
1: <laughs> I haven't I also be- didn't know coffee beans are green, so but yeah. it makes sense if you roast anything, it turns brown. <laughs> what is your take on a request?
0: For your such and such resume so i don't know if it means like a project management type of resume or a, a different type of resume a, I don't know. For a different it's type of resume that's an interesting one follow up with this and please let me know who's who's reaching out um danielle says do a small component of the job yes she likes that i like that too um mm-hmm. wow there's so many people here okay let me see more comments more comments it's all the james awesome is
1: yeah. no
2: no you're popular naomi
0: you are part <clears throat> Lincoln says it's crazy to imagine an interviewer would have to Google questions for an interview. That's kind of scary. The interviewer should have enough background knowledge to create relevant oh. questions. Oh,
2: Lincoln! 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 Lincoln!
0: Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln. That—that's
2: a world where people respect each other <laughs> and there's love and harmony. They and There's know global peace living, and, and people know.
0: Income. Yeah. Like, think of what really another thing that people don't, leaders don't understand is, and it is picking the interview team. So really knowing how the person that you are putting in front of the interview, the interviewer that you're putting out there, how they come across to the um, to the candidate. Because I think they might think, oh, this is our tough, you know, like this is the smartest person or this is the person that knows what they're doing. But then they might not be able to relay that over to the candidate and ask the right questions or might turn the candidate off by the way they're, you know, by their personality or whatever it is. Um, so I've seen that happen too, where candidates are like, no, thank you. You know, they get in, the person loves them and they're like, I don't want to be in that. I'm not- like, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> then at
1: that point you're feeding their ego. Like if you just play play along just for a couple minutes and be like, I'll let you ask me a couple of trick questions or whatever. Like I can do this. But then all of a sudden you turn in this into like some sort of chasing game where you are the little mouse. And the interviewer is the cat and you're like being preyed upon. Like, that's how I feel at the end of those things. You're like emotionally distressed at the end of one of those interviews. Danielle said I replace interviews with honest past job
0: references. Never. No, ma'am. Danielle. (laughs) Not
2: gonna happen. I can't tell you how many times people have given me references and it's a fake name and phone number. It's like a, like a coworker. That's not even a manager. And, and people think you're like dumb enough to where like you're not going to go to LinkedIn or, or like just Google who ran that team. No, thank you. Not happy. Yeah, I
1: replaced past job references with a good Google, a good, good Google of yeah. this person or yeah. LinkedIn search. And go back a few years too. Like check out your own social media posts and delete anything that's like at least like minutely uh, disastrous for your computer. Like you just yeah. want to get rid of that. And yeah, I think, you
0: know, it, it tends to be a catch 22 because most people don't, if they're giving references, they're not going to give the reference of the boss that they told, you know, gave the middle finger on their way out, <laughs> like, you know, or somebody that they had a clash with or whatever situation that they had. They're usually going to give people that are going to provide glowing references. so
1: And that's why you should never leave with your finger middle finger on the way out. Like, you should always ne- like never burn that bridge. Yeah. Uh, Good, advice. Good
0: advice. Good
1: advice, Naomi. OK, a pa-
0: Roger says a past problem might also be useful for another take and actually provide additional resolution. So uh, Roger is talking about earlier when we said, um, I think Nandy um, talked about providing a, um, a past problem as a uh, as an interview discussion, case study type interview. Um, yeah, I like it. And Roger or a better solution in practice. I agree. Semper Gumby says, good morning, everyone. Good morning.
2: I love the names on YouTube. I know. People have like the weirdest names on YouTube.
0: <laughs> Super company. Uh Shaw, whatever it, we responded to, Shaw says thank you. He's gonna be using that. Is there a beta Splunk software to practice on? There is, right? There's some free component of Splunk. It used to
1: be free. It used to be yeah. cheap. Yeah. Out. Like you like Naomi
2: public? said, used to be. <laughs> it
1: used to be way back when i first started i'm like spunk is the best it was so cheap and free
2: yeah
0: and
1: now i, I literally took a I got another quote the other year and i was like what happened you guys sold yeah. out completely so oh, no unfortunately yeah. i don't think These there is a free one but it I is based we, off of a common rfc and you should just be able to take I a look thought at it Syslogger. was a free one up until like two 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 years ago no no
2: no no, no? <laughs> no negative
1: Splunk is like They're, now purchasing these things like VictorOps. They're going all out, man.
2: Yeah, Splunk, Splunk's trying to be one of the top ten in cyber.
0: Okay. And Semper says, I doubt my university is going to train on Splunk.
2: I doubt no. it too, Semper.
1: Well, there's some, there's some classes that actually or some uh universities that do so use Splunk. Five
2: thousand universities, private public in this country, only eighty six have cyber programs. You want to tell me out of those eighty six, some are I've talked to Splunk. at least
1: two. I have talked to at least two. They're like, Oh yeah, I did Splunk in a lab once. So I was like, Oh, good for you.
2: Yeah, you, Splunk in a lab once. That's the universities who invest in having a cyber range. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, oh, I don't know. <laughs> they were like, yeah, adamant uh. that they used Splunk in a lab once.
2: Well.
1: <sighs> <laughs> He's disgusted. Roger says, yes. So Coco
0: is like a virtual office that shows location of participants. Didn't know about this one. Learn huh? something new every day on here. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Jose, Jose. Mr.
2: Francois. Mr. Just, just say his last okay. name. Yeah.
0: Okay. Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, and Navy Federal all play that game of multiple interviews. Who is this LinkedIn user? I know because I used to be in there. It's a mess. Um.
2: <laughs> and these are the same people that want uh, universal health care.
1: Were you typing in there, Renee? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm the user. <laughs> I'm the LinkedIn
0: user. <laughs> don't even please don't get me started on one of those. Okay. I have two years left, Mr. Francois. I have two years left of school to graduate with my BS in cybersecurity, which is better. Which is better? An internship or a low-level call center job to build experience before I graduate? Internship. Go ahead, folks. Internship.
1: Internship. Ahead,
2: folks. internship. A
1: low-level call center job. Yeah, we'll don't, don't, to don't to do,
2: do a call center work. job. No. Whatever you at do, at that yeah. takes away your soul. That empties yeah, any happiness in your life. It's not something
1: you would put on your resume anyway for yeah. cybersecurity jobs. No, 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 no. Maybe
2: he means help desk. Maybe by, oh, by maybe. what he means, call yeah, center jobs like fun. a help desk job. Yeah, any, any IT job. Yeah, yeah. any IT yeah. job would be okay. But if you're gonna mm-hmm. go like work in a Verizon call center taking like you know billing questions, don't do that.
0: Don't do that. Don't. Okay, Craig wants to know, or Craig says, interviewers sometimes forget that the interview interaction may be their first impression of the company, and even if you're unsuccessful, that impression can last, which can have a negative impact on the future of said company. A- Another
2: insightful comment by Craig.
0: Amen. See, that's why Craig was on here the other day. Some bridges do deserve to be burned. Oh, Lord. Oh, I want to hear the story. I want to
1: hear it. <laughs> Maybe Ozzy is not wrong. There are some really mean companies out there that kind of deserve it, but you don't want it to come back to bite you. Oh, man. Andre says you can also check out Elk. What's Elk? It's a tech stack. Elastic something. Cabana. <laughs> Splunk offers free training. The interfaces. combination
2: of three different tech stacks yes. to create because one great, on giant, Splunk magnificent tech. tech. Like think of like Deadpool, you know, like one giant mega robot. That that's what that is. <laughs>
1: Splunk offers free training. That could be it. Maybe that's yeah. what the person is yeah. thinking of. I did a lab like one. The yeah, trainer.
2: they may they may offer some free training, but they don't.
1: They don't have the full on thing. Yeah. They
2: don't have the full on oh, thing. Yeah.
0: So, Francois is laughing out loud. And Belroop, hello, Belroop. Hello, great conversation. Learning a lot. As usual, I anticipated this fun crew to be here until for almost an hour.
1: Thanks for having us, Yeah,
2: I mean, we could literally do one of these live streams. If our lives had nothing else to do and <laughs> we did one of these, this would be like an alt, like people would be like, oh, screw this meeting. What?
0: This is Rogan. An- this is Rogan and training.
2: <laughs> another, another another sales meeting. I'm sick of those. Yes, we're not hitting numbers. You know why? There's a global freaking pandemic. Organizations aren't making money. People are hungry and suffering. God darn it, we don't need another sales meeting with a sales manager berating us.
1: I'll just go really really dark in this topic and just say all the bad things that are really happening.
2: Well, you know, you can you can say the truth, or you can or 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 you can speak in 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 whatever, but. Um, I think for a lot of the salespeople who may be listening or people that are looking for jobs, it's tough. A lot of big companies have had to lay off a lot of people. I mean, I think like in the airline industry alone, like 100,000 people between the major airlines in this country are out of work. And these are people who come with aviation experience. So it's yeah. not like they can go and work in other event and, and, and uh, in other industries right now. So I think we all have to be mindful of the time and help each other and support each other. And Renee, what you're doing is unbelievable yeah. with breaking into cyber and kind of being that gateway. Um, and that's that's really something that, that we need to support other human beings because at the end of the day, you know, no matter what we are, no matter where we come from, we all are born the same way, we all die the same way, and we all pretty much live and, and do our basic humanly functions identically. And so if we just put everything else to rest, we all need to support each other no matter what.
1: So, Amazing. So,
0: beautiful. I think we should end on that one. I think we should. Chris Van Go. Oh, this is Chris Van Gorder. He made this comment. Thanks again. Thanks again. Great fun and informative. Very, very true. Folks, it has been a blast. Thank you so much for those kind words, James and Naomi. Thank you both for being here. Um, with another edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity. You guys are awesome. And it looks like they're saying that you, this is CISO Thursday. So I think we're going to have to. <laughs> you started it. You started the trend. I told
1: you, Naomi, I told you I was going to do this. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> This is like James's realm, though. He's got his own CISO talk podcast, so like, just careful. And what's
2: really funny is that's fine. I don't mind doing this every Thursday. My episode goes live in two hours. Every CISO talk goes live 2 p.m. every Thursday. Yep,
1: there
0: so, you go. So you know, It's a great kickoff. Here.
2: By the way, if, if if you don't mind, I'll do a shameless plug. But today's, um, today's CISO talk is with Patrick Gall. He's the executive director of the National Technology Security Coalition, and we're talking about cybersecurity bills, including the National Data Breach Notification Bill that circumvents state, we talk about a federal privacy bill to circumvent CCPA and all the other ones okay. um, and so forth. So it's uh, it's very policy driven. I decided to do this now two weeks before the election. So if you haven't made up your mind and you want to go talk to congressmen and senators, you should be asking them these questions if you're in cyber and see what they answer. Awesome.
0: That is awesome. Two o'clock today, right? Two o'clock today. Bill. Two o'clock Eastern. Standard and it's, Time. It's on and it's YouTube
2: time. and on any one of your favorite podcast listening channels, CISO Talk Podcast.
0: CISO Talk Podcast. You don't even, you just look yes. up
2: CISO Talk. It'll show up. You'll see my ugly face in animation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The good it's podcast, beautiful. guys. Tune in. <laughs> so somebody says, more so Thursdays. He'll be back. They'll be back. <laughs> They're like, love the discussion. Come on back. <laughs> oh, somebody wants the links. So we'll put the links in the um in the chat too afterwards.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank All you. Right.
0: Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. And Mr.
2: Francois, if you're in Atlanta, reach out to me. Um, Atlanta's my backyard. I can help you with anything you need over here.
0: Francois, see? Awesome. Awesome. Let's go. Looking people up.
2: Anything we can do to help each other.
0: Anything we can do. All righty. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. See you guys. Vote. Vote.
2: Vote. vote, Yeah, indeed, vote.